When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All week long I've done a series, a run-up of reasons to believe in the future of this franchise. Yesterday, another one emerged. And today I'm going to work that in, tie that in with number one. Good morning to you. Good Friday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Penguins right where you found this. Three members of the Pirates were announced as being among the finalists for the Gold Gloves at their respective positions in the National League. Jacob Stallings, who's a slam dunk to win it, Kevin Newman at shortstop, and Brian Reynolds in center field. If it sounds like someone's missing, they are. Brian Hayes should have been the guy at third base, but based on a technicality in the way the guidelines are set up, he didn't have enough innings to qualify because of his hand injury. Whatever. He's going to pile those up from now until infinity. So you could have had on this team half of their everyday eight being finalists for the gold glove. Uh, there's a lot of deficiencies this organization has. There's a lot of deficiency the big league lineup has. But catching the baseball is most definitely not one of them. And that's to the credit of a lot of people, primarily the players themselves. So it's been a week. It's been a week where I've brought up a lot of sunny side up concepts rosy scenarios, but for the most part, just plain old facts, things that have already occurred, things that are set or set into motion. And at the same time, you know, I could also do the exact same concept in reverse next week. I could give you five full episodes of reasons why this will all fall flat on its face. And I would imagine almost everyone would know what number one would be, because it would be number one in everyone's book. 
I could do that. I could do that. If I were that much of a negative person in general, like in life, I could do that. I could put together a magnificent package of Debbie Downer stuff. But the one reason, the one reason that I won't is also the number one reason to believe in this team and this organization and this franchise moving forward. And that would be Brian Reynolds. Oversimplification? Sure. Possibly overinflating how good he is, how good he can be? Maybe, maybe, but here's the deal. Everything else that we talk about, from payroll to prospects to drafting to development to going overseas to scour Asia and Europe and Africa and South America and, of course, all the usual hotbeds in Central America for talent all still comes down to one thing. How do I find Brian Reynolds? Where is Brian Reynolds? What do I need to do to get Brian Reynolds to the major leagues? What do I need to do with Reynolds once he's in the majors to make sure that he's the best version of himself? How do I manage the game? to maximize Brian Reynolds. Everything in sports ultimately still comes down to the player. And in order to achieve great things, you do need great players. I hear a lot of people now talking about the the Braves being in the World Series and how unusual that is and you know, they're missing Ronald Acuna, who's their most gifted player and everything. They still got a lot. They've still got plenty. And so does the Houston side. This is the one common denominator with all contending slash championship teams. They've got great players. They've got themselves a good many, Brian Reynolds. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by the North Shore Tavern, home of Steak on a Stone, home of our city's best and most fun baseball bar environment, bar none, bar none. Whether it's North Shore Tavern or the establishment, the partner establishment right next door, Mike's Beer Bar, you can't go wrong. Uh, whether that's to head down there and check out the ongoing baseball playoffs, or, you know, whatever it is that you want to watch, hockey, football, they've got a zillion TV sets, great food, and an unrivaled assembly of drinks. Check out North Shore Tavern right across Federal Street from PNC Park. Brian Reynolds is the answer to every question. As you're working your way through the various flow charts and paths and processes and personnel who are involved in building 
a baseball system, what's at the end is always number 10's smiling face. That's what it looks like. How did they get to that point? Reynolds might not be the most obvious uh, or, or common example, uh, particularly considering he wasn't acquired by this management team. This was a rare and golden Neil Huntington trade in moving Andrew McCutcheon to the Giants for both Reynolds and Kyle Crick. And then he never had a chance to get ruined by their farm system since he made his way up to Pittsburgh, which was a really smart move on his part, by the way, and then just never stopped hitting once he got here. But who he is and what he is is everything that the Pirates need to be. He's productive. He's powerful. He's efficient. He's terrific in center field when there had been significant doubt as to whether or not he could move from left. He not only did that, but he excelled. He grabbed it, same way he did his role on the roster with his initial recall. He never gave anyone a chance to say no. He busted his rear end through a 101-loss season right down to the final stinking loss. And he was, and will no doubt continue to be, really popular with his teammates, with his manager, with his coaching staff. He is what you not just want, but need the Pirates to be moving forward. He's the hardest part of this whole equation to get. And they've already got one. They've already got one Brian Reynolds. That in and of itself is a hell of a start and a hell of a reason to believe. When we come back, just one question. Just one question, and today's J1Q comes from John Gorchalski, who asks, knowing what we know about the status of Brian Reynolds, what, in your opinion, would be a good time during arbitration to begin negotiating these post-free agency contract years? I ask because I remember the Sour Grapes years with Barry Bonds and Bobby Bonilla. Yeah, I do too, but most of their Sour Grapes were related to the fact that Andy Van Slyke was the one who got paid. That's another story for another day. Where things have changed over the years. Uh, well, A, the Pirates were the highest payroll team in baseball in the era that you're describing. And B, you don't see teams waiting into arbitration years to start doing these things. Way more common are contracts where an organization identifies a truly special player at a very young age, at a very early level of experience in the majors. 
and says, we're paying that guy and we're going to buy out one or two years of his free agency. Now, of course, the player has to go along. The agent has to go along. And if you're certain agents like Scott Boris, you'll never accept that because you believe in the concept of the free market and free enterprise and all players should declare themselves free agents unconditionally as soon as their six years of Major League Service time are up. Not all agents are like that, and not all players are like that. Reynolds has maintained and reiterated this in September, that he'd be open to any kind of extension with the Pirates. This would be an ideal time. If you're asking John specifically about Reynolds, and it sounds like you are, this would be an ideal time. Why? Well, in 2019, Reynolds burst onto the scene, had a terrific year. So did Kevin Newman. I'm saying that for a reason, because they go into 2020, and in the shortened 60-game COVID year, they both regress. Actually, so did Adam Frazier, so did Josh Bell, so did everybody. And you don't know exactly what to make of that. 2021 comes along. And Reynolds really, really rockets away from the pack, including, obviously, Newman. Now you know what you have. Not only do you have an elite hitter as compared to any position in baseball, but you have that elite hitter at a prime defensive spot. Think about that for a second. Ben Charrington himself has acknowledged that Reynolds has solved so many problems in the organization, so many other things, not least of which was where were they going to find a center fielder? Their system, for all its recent uh, infusion of wealth, still doesn't have one. There's still not somebody that you look at in AAA, AA, even A ball, where you say, oh yeah, here comes a center fielder, just wait till this guy gets here. They don't have one. They don't have one. Reynolds is it. Now is the time when you do that. Now is the time where you approach the player and say, all right, you have, and for anybody who doesn't understand this, I'll try to attach a, a brief explanation how contract things work in baseball. But He's got four years, Reynolds does, of arbitration eligibility for the Pirates. And that means that in all four of those years, the team and the player can just go and negotiate one year at a time whatever his price is going to be. If they don't agree, an independent arbitrator chooses for them. But Reynolds can't go anywhere in those four years. They just try to agree on value every step of the way. Now, if Reynolds blows out, I'm not even going <laughs> to... I'm not even going to lay out an injury scenario for you, but let's say something bad happens to Reynolds, okay? He still gets paid only if he has a guaranteed contract. So there's some benefit to the player of making sure, hey, maybe I won't get paid as much by accepting a long-term extension now, but I'll at least know that I have it. So if I sign for, and this is the dollar figure that I've been throwing around for a while now, if he were to sign for five years or six years at around, I don't know, 70, 80 million, something like that, he knows he's going to get 
70 million or 80 million dollars and he's going to be fairly well set in life you know he's not going to be wondering where his next meal is coming from and again he might have done better had he hung on had he not given up his first year or so of free agency the way Andrew McCutcheon did the way Starling Marte did the way Gregory Polanco did but you know what you know who wasn't complaining about those contracts by the time they were done? Polanco. Why? Messed up his shoulder. Basically scrubbed his career. So there are pluses and minuses to this sort of thing. I expect the Pirates to make a serious approach with Reynolds. I expect it to involve at least a year of free agency, a year into his free agency, possibly, ideally for them as a club option. And you know what will happen when that contract is signed? Just as a parenthetical thing for you, John. It'll represent the highest value contract overall that the Pirates have signed to anybody since Jason Kendall. Yeah, you got that one right. Jason Kendall, $60 million. Still hasn't been topped. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll do this again on Monday. 